For 30 years now, the Defense Department's Mentor-Protege program has encouraged larger companies to take small businesses under their wing. In return, those bigger companies get incentives. A new study from the Defense Business Board says the program is working extremely well, and it's time to make it permanent. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has been covering the board's recommendations, and he joins us now to talk more about it. So, Scott, for the few people out there who might not be familiar with this longstanding DOD program, tell us a little bit more about Mentor-Protege. Yeah, what it does is basically it pairs up small businesses with larger businesses for mutually beneficial gains. So what they could do possibly is uh, give specific subcontracting, non-competitive contracts to these companies. They could also uh, pick up some costs for them uh, and then have the Defense Department reimburse those larger companies later on down the road. The Defense Department gets about $30 million a year in order to do this. Uh, One other thing that happens is it just really helps these small businesses navigate a lot of what the Defense Department is dealing with, is putting out there in terms of uh, strong uh, models and barriers to access. So if you take into account something like the cybersecurity maturity model, it's a lot of work for a small company to become compliant for that. Larger companies uh, can do that much easier. So the smaller companies can kind of come in on the coattails of these bigger companies when uh, complying to something like that. And it's been around for a very long time and appears to have been working really well. What's the Defense Business Board's uh, renewed interest in it? Well, you know, this came from a 2019 Defense Authorization Act uh, provision. And if you look at the numbers, it seems like this is uh, doing pretty well for a lot of these smaller companies. But I think what really brought in a lot of the um, interest in this is what the Defense Department is facing right now. They have China and Russia that they're dealing with as near-peer competitors, and that means that they need a lot of agile companies and ones that have new ideas, not your traditional large defense contractors, which can be slow and clunky. The second thing is, is that the Defense Department is dealing with a consolidation of companies. That consolidation makes things harder when it comes to supply chain issues, as we saw during the coronavirus pandemic, when things kind of locked up uh, when it came to getting munitions or other things that the Defense Department needed. So adding in more suppliers and getting people just to get over that original hump of working with the Defense Department really can help them in the long run, especially when they're right now relying on companies uh, that are based in China for things like microchips or you know whatever else, whatever else they need. Uh, I know it's anecdotally a very popular program. What kind of data do we have about the extent to which it's actually worked? Yeah, it seems like over the uh, past years, former protégés have made up about $4 billion in what the Defense Department uh, had for contracts last year. So that means anyone that used to be a protégé is now doing $4 billion in work last year for the Defense Department. Currently, those protégés also make up $162 million uh, for that contracting. So it makes about 5% of the Defense Department's small business contracting, but it's also brought in about 1,200 different former protégés who have become suppliers for the Defense Department. And that's, you know, just between 2012 and 2021. So if you really, uh, you know, take into account the things that we were just talking about as to why the Defense Department wants this, they want to bring in more people. This seems like a pretty big success now that they have 
1,200 new companies they can rely on to supply things that are mostly based within the United States or in allied countries. Based on your reporting last week, it seems like the board's general review is this is a really good program, but it's not perfect. What do they want to change? Yeah, there's a few things that they'd like to change. One is that they'd like it to be permanent. Uh, It's been a pilot program for the past 30 years since 1991 and has been uh, re-upped every time, every three years or so. Right now, it's good until 2024. Uh, Another uh, sort of the critiques that they had on this is that it's just simply not enough data being kept on this. And this is often a a frequent issue that programs have with the Defense Department is that they're kind of stuck in these old days of metrics and record keeping, and uh, they need to bring in some more modern automation, reporting, data analytics to really find out how good these programs are and if they're doing what they're hoping to do. Uh, A few other critiques that they have are the board suggests creating a single office for oversight for small businesses in general. Right now, sometimes resources have to go to multiple Uh, things within the Defense Department, which can be an issue for uh, small businesses trying to navigate the large labyrinth that can be the Defense Department. And finally, they want to make the duration of these protégés from two years to three years. And it may seem small, uh, just adding that extra year, but the Small Business Administration has found that small businesses tend to fail at a disproportionately high rate around that two-year mark. So giving them that little bit of extra push for that extra year could really help about 50% uh, so that they could continue on into the next five years after that. Um, so then on the board's recommendation to make this a permanent program, what, what would that actually take and how likely does that look? Well, it's going to take an act of Congress in order to do that. And it's pretty likely that the lawmakers within Congress are going to be have open ears for this. And I say that because the Defense Business Board is one that is an extremely respected organization within the Defense Department. There are people um, who serve on the boards or work within some of the biggest tech companies and defense companies within the United States. So I think it's pretty likely that at least Congress is going to start um, moving in this direction, especially now this this study is out. And uh, we may see in the next NDAA, if not a push to make this permanent, maybe something like a uh, step up to making it permanent, you know, a, a trial phase uh, or something like that until the Defense Department can fix some of the issues that this study uh, uh, pointed out. All right. Federal News Network's Scott Bassioni, thanks very much. Thank you. And you can read more in Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.